You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. At 11am on the 21st of November 1998, Cliftonville and Linfield made history. Solitude is jam-packed to the rafters, a carnival atmosphere. The Cliftonville for 28 years during the Troubles, it was deemed too dangerous for Linfield to play at Solitude, a football ground in the heart of Nationalist North Belfast. In the 1970 Irish Cup final, Linfield played at Solitude. Trouble flared outside the ground after the match. And um, uh, it was deemed after that trouble by the authorities that Linfield should not return to solitude. But just seven months after the Good Friday Agreement was signed, the Blues travelled to the north of the city to play the Reds at solitude for the first time since 1970. There was a significant police presence at the match because they knew this was bigger than um, 90 minutes. And it wasn't just Sky Sports that came over. There were European... MTV stations come over. Cliftonville y el protestante Linfield fue hace 28 años. I'm Keith Bailey, and to mark the 25th anniversary of one of the most significant games in the history of Irish League football, I'm joined by Belfast Telegraph chief sports writer Stephen Beacom and the then Linfield manager David Jeffrey. Stephen, can you explain to our listeners exactly why Limfield were not allowed to play at Solitude between 1970 and 1998? So let's take our listeners back to 1970, Keith. Before then, Linfield were going to Solitude to play league games and everything was fine. And then in the 1970 Irish Cup final, Linfield played Ballymena United at Solitude. Massive game. Big, big crowd. I believe there was 12,000 at it. Um, Linfield won the game, but unfortunately trouble flared outside the ground after the match. And um, uh, it was deemed after that trouble by the authorities that Linfield should not return to solitude for some time. I believe at that stage they weren't thinking it was going to be 28 years, but that's how long it turned out. But effectively we had the troubles going on um, and for the 28 years of those troubles Linfield could not go to play Cliftonville at Cliftonville's home venue which was incredible when you think about it. David you both played and managed Linfield during that era. A lot of football fans at the time felt that the Blues had an unfair advantage because they they would have had an extra one or, or maybe two home games. Is that how you felt? Did you feel that the Blues had an advantage? Absolutely Keith. You know, first of all, Stephen, thank you for 
give me the background. I wasn't aware of that. You know, the, the whole history as to the reason why Linfield didn't go back. I didn't know that there was like an event or, or, or a situation which led to that decision being made. I just sort of thought that it was made by a decision was made by the security forces, and that was it. But to go back to your your, your question, Keith, I, I, I used to really annoyed the life right out of me um, because I felt that anything we achieved uh, wasn't truly valued. You know, we were berated, and I mean absolutely berated by by anybody, by everybody and anybody, you know, the fact that we were always having extra home games. And I know as a, as, as a player, um, the first time that I, I, I went back or was able to play at Solitude was, was with Ards and thinking to myself, this is absolutely fantastic. What an experience because, uh, you know, this is, it was so enjoyable. But, you know, and I, I, I could get it um, because it was a tough place to go. Absolutely no doubt. Um, but both as a player and as a manager, I felt at times, you know, what we achieved was, was, was undervalued. Um, and I think it was more than, than, than fair when people said, well, it's, you know, Linfield, sure, they've got two extra home games and, 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 and they're not having to go and face the hostility that there would be at, at at, at, at Cliftonville and, and sure that that's why they, they, they have a head start and they even used to talk at times about gold or points adv- advantage you know it was like either three or six points over the, over the period of a season so yep I, I understood totally the, the what was being coming our way and it really used to uh, used to irk me and when we eventually went back to solitude there was probably no more delighted person than, than me Stephen after 28 years how did Linfield Return to solitude. In 1998, the Good Friday Agreement was signed. And at that time, politically, a wind of change was blowing through Northern Ireland. And thankfully, um, this had a positive impact on football in Northern Ireland and in the Irish League. And that was really the reason why Cliftonville um, and Linfield could play at solitude, where Cliftonville were the home team. Um, it's funny, you know, when I think back now, the match took place on November the 21st, 1998, Cliftonville against Linfield. But it was back in June 20th, 1998, that the Ireland Saturday night broke the story. Um, I was lucky enough to write the story. And um, I remember talking to various individuals, such as Harry Wallace, who was then the Irish League secretary. I spoke to David, who was the, the manager of Linfield. And I spoke to Jim Boyce, who was the, the chairman of Cliftonville at that point. And the headline was Blues Back to Solitude. And this was a big banner headline and it was massive news um, because essentially it was history being made here. But it's strange, there was no um, social media back then and um, thank goodness there wasn't because no one believed the story. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thought that, Beacon, what are you doing? What rubbish are you writing now? And um, uh, on the Monday morning in the Belfast Telegraph offices, we got a lot of phone calls saying, what is this? This is never going to happen, not in a million years. Lo and behold, um, several months later, Linfield were going back to solitude and um, uh, I was really, really pleased that I got the story right for starters, but more pleased that um, there was a sense of normality coming through to, to Northern Ireland football because in my opinion, it was only right that Cliftonville played their home games against Linfield on their home ground 
And also, it was important for Linfield as well. I think people should remember this. Everyone at Linfield wanted to go back to solitude. Uh, it was a real point of pride as well, Stephen, for Cliftonville to be able to hold that game that they they weren't able to, to stage for, for so many years. Ah, oh, it was massive. You know, I remember Marty Quinn talking about the importance of the match and the build-up to it. He was the Cliftonville manager back then. And Cliftonville were champions. So, um, uh, like the previous season, Cliftonville and Linfield had gone toe-to-toe in the league race and Cliftonville, even though they had two extra away games, won the title, which is all credit to Marty Quinn and his group of players at that time. And um, it was a monumentally important event, not just for Cliftonville and Linfield, Keith, for Northern Ireland football as a whole. But Steve, do you, do you remember, it wasn't just like the, the local use that there was sky with there like we were absolutely headlines all over the place the build-up to it was, was incredible but Stephen's absolutely right there was nobody who wanted to go back and I use that in, in, in the generic term no one who wanted to go back quicker to, to, to solitude than Linfield you know people will, will maybe not remember that when Cliftonville were going through a particularly difficult time financially Linfield supported Cliftonville. We were one of the clubs that, you know, put put our hands in our pockets, you know, to, to make sure that the, 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 the gates were still open and, and games were still being played. So there was a massive, massive res- respect uh, between the clubs. You know, in fact, Kenny McCaig, who was our trainer at the time, you know, when he went, went back to Solitude, it was, it was incredible on this unbelievable day. And Kenny was treated like an absolute king. And, and Kenneth, now, he, he is still going, still going strong. I think he's maybe in his 90s now. But uh, you know, when when he went back to solitude that day, while there was all the razzmatazz and 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 all of the focus on you know the, this momentous occasion, and as Stephen quite rightly said, an historical moment, Kenny McKay was treated like a king because when during his playing days he played at Cliftonville and he was an absolute superstar there. It, it's a do you know what Keith? It's a really good point that David makes in terms of the relationship between the two clubs because you would think Cliftonville and Linfield. Cliftonville from a nationalist background, Linfield from a unionist background, there's this fierce rivalry and you would think they'd be um, at loggerheads all the time. But these two football clubs have got a fantastic relationship and it continues to this day. I would actually say Cliftonville and Linfield have got the healthiest relationship in the Irish League out of all the clubs in the Irish League. Um, I would go as far to say that. David, obviously... Great relations as, uh, between the two clubs, as you've both said. But there was a security factor. This was a huge RUC presence, as it was at the time. Was there any trepidation in the Linfield camp about security fears going to the game? Absolutely none, Keith. You know, I, I remember, it, it, in fact, we understood, you know, the the reason behind that. We understood the rationale. And obviously the first time, as Stephen said, in 28 years, Linfield were going back. And so everybody, but everybody wanted to make sure there was no there was no trouble. There was, there was nothing, you know, to, to, to mar the day. But I can tell you now, on that particular day, the, the, probably the most annoying thing was a, was a morning kickoff. That was the one thing that was, was, was annoying me and maybe not the players, but I was sort of thinking... We're, getting, we're out of a routine. How are we going to adapt to this? So it was a matter in terms of our, our match preparation. But in terms of any fear going to solitude, absolutely none. Stephen, how did it pan out in the day you were there? I was. Um, I was there and um, I'm very, very happy that I was there. David's right. It was an 11 o'clock kickoff. It was with a restricted attendance. Linfield received 500 tickets and Cliftonville 1,000. 
To be honest, that didn't go down well with both sets of fans or the clubs. They felt that um, it should have just been treated like a, a normal fixture where Linfield got the allocation that other clubs got and Cliftonville the same. Um, what's really interesting is that um, there was some form of protest amongst Linfield fans because members and season ticket holders were given the option for the tickets, um, but they didn't take them all. So... Um, In the end, only 325 visiting fans went to that match. Now, there was the full thousand Cliftonville fans. Um, You're right, there was a significant police presence at the match. Um, We spoke about what Marty had said in the build-up. David was also very good in that build-up because um, they knew this was bigger than um, 90 minutes. This was going to be an occasion watched by the world and its wife, essentially. And it wasn't just... Um, Sky Sports had come over. There were European um, TV stations came over. A German st- TV station came over to cover it as well. So um, the match itself, um, uh, uh, you'll remember this, Davey, there were some notable banners that were uh, there from the Cliftonville fans. Was it a thousand, thousand Irish welcomes or a million? It, well, it was a hundred thousand Myla Falsha, Linfield. Um, so that was for the Blues. And then there was another one, um, Welcome Home, which referred to Cliftonville being back at Solitude to play Linfield for the first time in 28 years. Before kickoff, the Cliftonville players applauded Linfield onto the pitch. And prior to, to the, the match starting, footballs um, were kicked into the Linfield end and the Cliftonville end by the two sets of players, which I thought was a lovely touch. Now, I have to report, sadly, there were obscene sectarian chants at the match. Um, uh, and, you know, that was a disgrace in my opinion. But um, once the match got underway, um, it was all about the football because it was an important game and every team wanted the three points. Lee Feeney, um, who was a big target for Rangers at the time, and Ian McCush, they tested the Cliftonville goalkeeper Paul Reese early on, uh, but it was nil-nil at the break. Marty Quinn wanted more support from the home fans at, um, uh, in the second half. He came out and <laughs> gave it loads. It was brilliant to see. But it was Linfield who took the lead, 52 minutes. Yeah. William Murphy broke the deadlock, Davey. Um, massive moment for Winky um, just huge he's now the assistant manager at Coleraine of course seven minutes later though um, he was sent off um, he had an altercation with Mickey Collins of course Winky Murphy and Mickey Collins <laughs> who would have thought of that yeah. do you know for, for all of the younger folk who are listening to this this is legendary stuff because when you talk about two warriors oh, yeah. you're, t- you're talking oh right off the scale there is nothing and I would suggest nothing in the modern day game to compare to William Murphy and Michael Collins going toe to toe I'm telling you something that you just had to be there to see. Yeah, those two weren't given an inch. Um, but you had to give an inch because you were down to 10 men, Davey. And um, Tim McCann scored a brilliant goal after that. Mickey, Ton- Mickey Donnelly set it up. And um, that made it one each. There were chances at both ends. Um, but luckily, I think for the day, um, it was a 1-1 draw at the finish. And I, I was glad about that. After the match, you applauded the Cliftonville fans. Um, uh, which was really well received. And Marty Quinn spoke about football being the winner. And he was right, you know. Um, he was right. Do you know, Stephen, you've, you've really just got that exactly the way it was, that ultimately on the day football was, was, was the winner. I just remember 
actually saying a prayer coming off the, off the pitch and just thanking God that the, the way the day had gone because there was so much hype and, and so many things could go wrong. And yes, there were some sectarian chanting, chanting but the, the, back then, you know, it, it's gone days, we're what, 21 years down the line and we still are, are, we still get that, you know, so that's, you know, but, but that didn't ruin the day, you know, and as I say, the, the, in terms of the result, I remember being very clear in my own mind and I think I maybe said it in interviews that football won that day, you know, and, and, and in terms of ourselves, we sort of thought, well, thank goodness as well, from just a pure uh, competitive point of view, no, we, 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 we've we gained a point. We haven't, you know, we didn't drop two, we've gained a point. But the most important thing, as I say, was just the day, the event, and the fact that we we, we got a draw and that the, how the game turned out was, it, could, it couldn't it could have been better. That No one, as I say, we were just so pleased at how it turned out. Can I ask you a question? <coughs> and I, I, I probably asked it to you all those years ago. You spoke after that match, David. You spoke very well. Marty Quinn spoke very well. The Cliftonville players spoke very well. The Linfield players were made unavailable for comment. Was there any reason behind that? Um, because of, of the build-up and everything that was surrounding the game, Stephen, I... No, I'll just tell you honestly. You know, I thought maybe there was a bit of a, you know, a circus going on, and 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 what I wanted to to do was, was not expose them to anything that they didn't need to be exposed to. And I suppose, as I've done all of my managerial career, you know, I was front and centre. Um, I'll do the, the the job off off the pitch, so to speak, and and the players will do it on the pitch. They'd gone and done did what they what, what they did particularly well, and um, no, I I will be answering any questions, and that was that was my own decision. Um, and it was it was simply about protecting them. And, and I, but 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 that, um, you know about you know you do your the players do the business on the pitch, you know, and you look after me on the pitch. I look after you off the pitch, and together we look after each other. It's a very very simple way of of managing. But that was again an example of, of where no no one was allowed. It was going to be one voice. That was it, and and I, you know, I had the privilege, and I do count it a privilege, of speaking on behalf of everybody. But no, there, there was a very definite, no, the players weren't going to be available. They were concentrating totally and utterly on just playing the game. Stephen, what was the, the postscript of this match? Did it leave a positive legacy for Irish League football? It really did, Keith. I've got to say, after the match... Um, there was almost a feel-good factor around Irish League football that this happened, and um, uh, there was no trouble outside the ground. Um, uh, both sets of players um, uh, talked, well, the Cliftonville players <laughs> talked positively about it, and um, I think the authorities breathed a, a huge sigh of relief. Now, what happened later in the season was this. So in January, January 30, Linfield returned to solitude, there, there was still quite a bit of hype about it, not to the same degrees as their November visit. But again, it was an 11 a.m. kickoff. And this time around, instead of 500 tickets being given to Linfield, there were 750 tickets handed over. But get this, only 270 were used. So Linfield fans were still a little bit irked at the fact that they weren't <laughs> given a full allocation. They, they were they were peeves about the allocation, Stephen. You know, and I actually... 
absolutely understand and support that as well. It was also the arrangements, you know, that that the, the travel arrangements. You know, everyone was bussed, you know, to um, a, a leisure centre. You know, everyone they had to get on. You had to have a ticket for the bus and a ticket for the game. And you know, we'd been lauding and applauding the fact that we'd gone back to solitude and that normality had returned. And yet, there was no other Irish league club was having to go through. No other fans of any other Irish league club had to go through what Linfield fans had to go through, you know, and there were those who very much wanted to be there, make absolutely no mistake about it, but you know, basically the, 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 the viewpoint and the stand from Linfield supporters was, listen if normality has returned and if, if we're going to do this properly, then treat us like any other club and let us travel to, to, to the game you know, in, in the way that we, we would want to go to the game and give us our, our, our allocation and it was as much a protest you know, and, and it was, you know, there was, there was those supporters, there was, there was certainly wasn't a fallout between Linfield supporters, but there was those uh, contrary you know, viewpoints, you know, and it was very much a dichotomy. They weren't coming together. Those who were standing strong, no, until we can all go back, none of us are going back. And you had the other group who said, "Well, if some of us can go, then we're going, and we're going to support our team." But that was that was that was the the the, the background to it. Well, in that match, Lenfield won one nil. Ian Young, one of your favourites, yep. scored the the winning goal. Um, uh, although that season, um, Glentorn went on to win the title. Cliftonville should have played in the Irish Cup final that season, but were chucked out after beating Lenfield at Windsor Park in the semi-final because they had fielded an ineligible player. And that meant Portadown won the trophy without playing the final. And Cliftonville's highlight of the season, unbelievable list, given you know that they won the title, the previous one, and they just hosted this historic game of football, was winning a promotion and relegation playoff against Ards. The next season, you won your first league title, and that was the first of nine. But in terms of the overall picture, Cliftonville against Linfield at Solitude on November 21, 1998, was absolutely crucial to the betterment of football in Northern Ireland, crucial to the betterment of the Irish League. And it was a defining moment in Irish League history, in my opinion. Stephen, can I go back to one little point here? Because I want to clear this up, because I'm absolutely sick to the teeth of people blaming Linfield on Cliftonville's expulsion from the from the Irish Cup that year when they played an ineligible player. He actually came on as a sub, but I wish you could remember the young... Simon Grimmon. Simon Grimmon. When Simon came on and played, Linfield had absolutely nothing to do with it. We didn't lodge an appeal. You know, ultimately, we, we didn't gain out of it. We, you know, obviously, the, the trophy was handed over to, over, over to Portadown, and quite rightly so, because, as we all know, rules are rules. But the one thing I want to nail to everybody who is listening to this podcast, Linfield had absolutely nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with uh, Cliftonville's expulsion that year. To go forward, uh, to to, to reflect just on what Stephen said, it was a massive, massive change for Irish League football. And I I say this with all reverence, I thank God that that day came about. And, uh, And from a personal point of view, it also then meant that any achievements that, that, that Linfield had, that, that any victories that we had, that, that whatever trophies we had, no one could now ever, ever say, well, sure, you won it on the back of, of two extra home games. That was put to, de- put to bed. That was buried. And we and we should note, sorry, Keith, we should note that the matches stopped being morning kickoffs. Yeah. They stopped having restricted attendances. They then became just a normal Irish League fixture. Uh, and David, how far have we, we come in the 25 years 
uh, since that famous day? I think we've come. We've come so far, Keith. Um, football has a wonderful way of bringing people people together, and I have oft said that you know Irish league football during the darkest days of of the troubles was the one thing that 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 that, that one bit of normality, albeit that Linfield weren't able to go to solitude because of security concerns, but football kept us together, and it, it continues to do that, and and, and no one could ever ever underestimate, you know, the impact on the game of, of Linfield going back to Cliftonville. Stephen got it and won. The relationship between the two clubs is phenomenal. I, I never forget that when I'd stepped down and stepped away from Linfield and actually was working then for the, for the Sunday life, I wanted to make it my business to get it to as many grounds as I could. And I remember my first uh, visit to, to, to Solitude um, and obviously there was always the, the usual bits of banter, but it was all good natured. And I've got to say, Jared Lawler, you know, now the Niffle CEO, but who was chairman, you know, back the, the welcome that I, that I got that I got was, was was ridiculous. It was so warm and it was just about football. Um and I don't mean being this to be about me, so please forgive for forgive me, but when I got uh, my MBE, um, it was for services to association football and to, to community relations. And I remember when Prince William um, gave me the was was give me the award, and I talked about my time at Linfield, and my time at Ballymena. But I said what meant the most to me was recognition of my just albeit small contribution to community relations. And Prince William said, he says, "Isn't football a wonderful way of bringing people together?" Now, if it's good enough for Prince William and it's good enough for David Jeffrey and it's good enough for the Irish League, and that's that's what football does, continues to do. But the significance of Linfield going back to, to solitude can never, ever be underestimated. Stephen, as we speak today, there is much controversy surrounding the possibility of North Ireland playing Euro 2028 games at Casement Park. Do you think there are lessons that can be learned from Linfield's return to solitude 25 years ago that could be applied for the Casement Park situation? I think the biggest lesson, Keith, is that anything can happen. In 1998, no one thought that Linfield would return to solitude. It happened. And um, it's been going on and going on successfully for 25 years since. So um, uh, Northern Ireland playing at Casement Park, I know there are thousands of people who do not want this to happen. I'm not one of them. Um, I've been um, consistent in that viewpoint. Um, I'll happily see Northern Ireland play wherever. Um, if Casement Park is going to be built and it's going to hold uh, a major tournament, I want Northern Ireland to be in it. So anything can happen, um, uh, and hopefully it will. David Jeffrey, Stephen Beacom, thank you for joining me on The Bell Tell. Today's Bell Tell was presented and produced by myself, Keith Bailey, with sound design by Olivia Peden. You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland.